The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Welcome to Mind Body Pause with Charlie Kale, holistic living for you and your animals. You found your happy place to nurture your connection to animals with enlightening information from the innovators who make their world a better place. This is Mind Body Pause on Empower Radio. Now, here's your host, fellow animal lover, Charlie Kale. Hello and welcome to Mind Body Paws, holistic living for you and your animals. Thank you for being here. This is show number 37, Surf's Up with Surf Dog Champion, Abby. I'm Charlie Kale, a passionate dog and cat mom, broadcaster, and Reiki master and practitioner in San Francisco at Energy Healing for People and Paws. I do distant healings as well as in-person sessions for people and animals because energy transcends space and time. And there's more of that on my website, charliekale.com, C-H-A-R-L-Y-K-A-Y-L-E.com. This is your safe place to honor animals, where we'll nurture our connection to them mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. And that connection is vitally important when you're doing an extreme sport or any activity with your companion animal. My guest makes surfing look so easy you'd think anyone could do it. Abby is an Australian Kelpie who was adopted from the Humane Society Silicon Valley by her daddy, Michael Wee. He brought her to the beach to rehabilitate her and build up her self-esteem, and she became the top surfing dog in the world. She's in the Guinness Book of World Records twice, the International Surfing Hall of Fame, and has become an international celebrity dog featured in TV, film, books, and magazines. Abby and her dad helped turn dog surfing from a fundraising novelty into a real competitive sport. And that's where I come in. For the last three years, I've been a judge in the World Dog Surfing Championships held in August every year in Pacifica, California. And I've had the pleasure of watching Abby own the waves that she rides. She clearly loves what she's doing and shares a strong connection to her person. From Del Mar, California, welcome, Abby, the dog, and Michael, the daddy. Woof, hello. Thanks for having us on your show. <laughs> Hi, thank you. Hi, Hi, Abby. Oh, my God, Hi, I feel her too. sweetness. She's she wagging her tail. Uh, oh, I love her so much. So Abby's been surfing since 2008 and is the longest competing and most awarded surfing dog. She's won medals in every category, which means, Michael, that you have won some impressive awards, too, because one of those categories is tandem surfing, dog and human. So you have got to be an excellent surfer as well. You know, interestingly, Abby actually surfs a lot better than I do. And she <laughs> I, I think I learned surfing about two to three years after we started competing just because it was so embarrassing just to, like people <laughs> ask you, oh, you must be a good surfer. And uh, no, <laughs> dog surfing is pretty interesting because uh, for the dogs, it's surfing. For the humans, it's actually a lot of swimming. Uh, and that's, that's how we got into, uh, into it in the first place. Really? So you weren't? I mean, you're very graceful out on the water because, like I said, tandem surfing, you've got a dog and a human on the board. I've seen Abby effortlessly jump up on your back, on your shoulders, and you glide in like you're flying. I mean, you're very good at it. <laughs> so you weren't Thank that you. good well, before she taught you. So, so Abby taught you how to surf. Yes. So she, uh, by exerting a lot of pressure on my uh, my <laughs> reputation, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm a huge proponent of rescues. All my animals have always been from a shelter or the street. So let's start with the beginning. How did you get Abby? 
So I got Abby at a difficult time in my life, and it was about trying to find a purpose to kind of like realign my my North Star, right? And, um, you know, at the time I thought if I had to care for an animal or care for a dog, that that would help me, you know, find a purpose again and, and kind of get back in the swing of things and, you know, recover from losing a job, losing a relationship and, and you know, losing a home. Uh, and it just turned out to be so much more than that, that I kind of feel like I've said before, I feel like I, I hit the lottery because I had no idea going into this. I thought maybe at, at the most I would get a running partner out of this and then I could just, you know, have an excuse to go out on these long jogs and, and, you know, ponder my life decisions uh, but it turned out she needed rehabilitation, uh, that took me back to swimming, uh, cause we would go to the beach and, you know, swimming in the waters where she seemed comfortable. That's what led to, you know, running into a surfer, uh, while we were swimming and then, you know, letting her rest on a board and then seeing if she would ride the board into the, into the beach. And, and then from there, it just kind of went crazy. Well, she would have never laid down on the board and gone out in the water if she didn't trust you implicitly. So that, that is something that uh, I've come to learn um, uh, over the years and appreciate more uh, every year I have her. It's that uh, because of dog surfing, it not only rehabilitated her, but I think we created a very, very strong bond between us outside the competition. We, you know, we surf uh, at one point we're surfing like twice a day. Um, and you really have to trust each other out there. And a lot of people, you know, it's not a natural environment for a dog. And, and certainly it's riding a surfboard and, and, you know, wiping out is not natural behavior for a dog. Um, so she trusts me to get her out safely. She trusts me in the water um, to, to make sure she's stable on the board. And she trusts me to pick waves that give her a good ride. And then if anything happens, she trusts that I'll be there to pick her up. And I've been fortunate to be a good open water swimmer and you know, when she does wipe out occasionally, I'm able to get to her in a couple seconds and uh, she knows that I'll be there. So what somebody once asked me like, well, how do you teach a dog to surf? And I never thought about it. And they said, what kind of treats do you give a dog? And I said, well, for Abby, we don't use treats because surfing is her treat. You know, this right. is her happy place. And this is where we, you know, some people walk their dogs. I, we take, I take mine surfing and that's where we hang out together. Animals come into our lives for such a purpose to help us find our purpose and they save us. They at times mirror us to help us realize our, our good qualities, our, you know, the things that we're, we're not doing for ourselves that we should. Mm. I mean, the relationship is truly amazing. And when you see it and realize it, and honor it as you have with Abby, as you have seen for yourself, it opens up a whole new world. It, it really does. And so I was, you know, obsessed with dog training when I first adopted her. And I, I gradually started wondering, you know, you can, I realized you could train a dog to just about anything. And so I started wondering, do they really enjoy it? Or are they just, you know, kind of listening to it? Uh, and it turns out dogs have this unique behavior called learned helplessness where dogs are more passive than people understand and they will just do something because they have to do it. And so a lot of times it may not actually be what they're enjoying. 
So suddenly I became obsessed with, you know, how do you help a dog actually find their full potential? Like, is it really like basic obedience sit, stay heal? Like that's, that's what every dog aspires to be. Um, or is there more? And, you know, through surfing, I just tried to see if, you know, we could do it in a way that I wasn't, I never really taught her to surf, but I just kind of showed her the fun aspects of it so that she ended up, you know, enjoying it and not just, you know, listening to me. Like I never lift her on the board. Uh, I always have the board out and I let her walk onto the board. Um, so you'll see in contests, um, uh, sometimes I will carry her to the water, but I'll always put her down. And uh, when she was younger, she would just run onto the board by herself. But I'll just wait for her to get on the board at her own time. And it's this philosophy that I think that uh, I, I kind of nicknamed trust, not training. And when you have that, your dog is willing to explore new things that you may not have thought of. And that's what I think helps you find out what your dog is capable of, as well as helping them find out. And rescue dogs are great because you have, nobody has any idea of what they're fully capable of. And if you kind of help engender that, it, it will surprise everybody. Absolutely. And, and I've seen Abby and that is her world. She is so happy to be there. And that tail is always wagging. It's so adorable. <laughs> there was something else, though, that always struck me about Abby is she has such a peace about her, even though she's excited and happy to be there. It's not chaotic excitement. It's it's a mm. Zen, a Zen excitement. And and. And I've always connected to that with her. And even when she's done with her runs, she loves to sit out in the crowd, to wander through the crowd. And she and she's very accepting of people noticing her, getting excited and petting her. And she just, you know, she puts her head up and, and she accepts it. But she loves to watch the other dogs surf, too. She, you know, she's kind of very chill, like a real chill human surfer in that respect. You would not have known that when uh, you saw her uh, at the shelter. Um, she was the complete opposite. She was terrified. And she was so terrified when people walked into the shelter area and all the dogs get excited and jump up. They're like, you know, pick me, pick me. Abby was just like very, very uh, recessed into a corner, uh, trembling. She looked, you know, she didn't know where she was, why she was there. She didn't care. And I remember trying to put her into the car when I adopted her. She was just shaking so badly and she cowered in the passenger side footwell. And I felt terrible. I was like, my God, I just took this dog out of a place where she's marginally comfortable into a place where she's even less comfortable. Um, and, and that's why the beach was such an amazing place for her. Like that's when I noticed she was really at ease and, and she kind of just picked that up from the ocean, I guess. Yeah, that's how my little Chihuahua Terrier mix was when I adopted him, too. They had labeled him unadoptable because he would cower in the back mm. and he wouldn't come to into the front even when they tried to take him to adoptions. And so it took me nine months of just patience and and calm love, not pushy love, not shoving it down his throat, but just letting him know yeah. I was there and he could trust me and I would never do anything he didn't want and never hurt him. And till yeah. now, now he comes out to the surfing competitions and, <laughs> and helps judge. So, you know, exactly. Yeah. When you have the patience and the right mindset and the love and they know they can trust you, it changes their world and then they change our world. It, yeah. uh, the, the relationship is symbiotic and it's amazing. 
So, yeah. Um, as far as a breed on the physical sense, <laughs> um, working yes. kelpies herd sheep by running across their backs, right? Yes, it's one of the ways that they herd sheep. It's actually very unique to their breed. So, you know, most working dogs that are stock dogs are either, you know, close-in herders, faraway herders, and that's about as much variation as you get. Kelpies have this unusual behavior where they'll actually run across the top of a flock to get to the other side faster uh, and, and move the sheep that way. <laughs> well, and I've seen Abby run from one surfboard to another. <laughs> so yeah. It's like, it's like yeah, now I know yeah. how it's, it's, it's in her DNA. <laughs> yeah, gosh. So um, we, we were on the animal planet show um, dogs 101 and they had a veterinarian come on and explain how, Kelpies have uh, more sensitive inner ears, and, and that's why they have exceptional balance, you know, number of hairs in the, in the ear canal, I guess. So I, I guess as much as I'd like to claim it's a product of my, like, amazing relationship and, and, and the amount of time we spend in the water, I, I guess to some degree it's a genetic advantage. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 10%. <laughs> I'd say 90% is your relationship with Abby. Yeah, so, let's, let's, let's say that. <laughs> so in talking with Abby... Uh, also known as Abby Girl on the competition circuit, the longest competing and most awarded surfing dog, and her daddy, Michael Wee. You can find out more about her at abbysurfs.com, and that's A-B-B-I-E-S-U-R-F-S.com. So Abby is also known as Abby Girl. What mm-hmm. is the distinction? Why sometimes Abby Girl and why sometimes just Abby? So I actually took Abby to do herding once, and Abby Girl is her competitive herding name. Uh, we felt uh, we, we did it for about a year or two. She has two herding titles, but uh, you know, um, on on the herding circuit, all of the the animals have really, really sophisticated long names. You know, like Holly Baloo, Big Blue, Roo Roo Roo, or something. And so I figured I had to tack another syllable on the end of her name, um, <laughs> and you know, a lot of the herring dogs are, are males. So we, we wanted to clearly define that this was an empowered female dog. Uh, so Abby Girl seemed to fit. It kind of had a Celtic ring to it. Um, uh, like, you know, something you'd say in the Highlands. And it sounded great when we're like, that'll do, Abby Girl. You know, after she put the sheep in the pen. Uh, so it kind of caught on. Uh, for surfing, we wanted to be a little bit more chill. And Abby just rolls off a little better, so. I love it. So Abby's <laughs> done TV, film, books, magazines. Um, Abby and I are in the same magazine together. I don't know if you realize this, but an oh, article cool. from last year in National Geographic Kids Edition, is, uh, it's the May 2018 issue. The article was called Dog Hangs 10. And the people from National Geographic contacted me. I guess they found a name and they Googled me and they and they were able to find someone they could contact. So they emailed me and they asked me to identify the picture to make sure that that was Abby on some surfer's back. And then who was that <laughs> surfer? <laughs> so I said, that's definitely Abby. And let me double check on who that, what her owner's name is. And then I found your name. And then they asked me for a quote about why she won top dog for two years in a row. And I remember I wrote out oh, this whole you. page of stuff and they took six words from my whole 
page. <laughs> it, it took six works where I said she nailed it in every category. Yeah, that was me. So, um, and, and so a lot of people ask me, what does a judge look for in a surf dog? You look for the longest waves, the tallest waves, the cleanest landings, solid, smooth surfing, tricks on the board. You look for all of that. And she has won every award. What were some of her favorite competitions? Oh my gosh. You know, uh, I, I will say the one in Linda Morrow is, is uh, it, it's a favorite. Everyone is favorite for a different reason. The one in Linda Morrow, I, I, I crack up. Um, I remember it started four years ago and it was literally like a bunch of guys on the beach and an organizer with a, with a card table. Uh, and in just four years, I think last weekend or two weeks ago, uh, in its fourth year, there must have been like three to four thousand people on that beach. Like the oh, World really? Cup Serving yeah. Championships, yeah, in Pacifica, right? Lindemar Beach. There were more than that the year before, even because when I saw it on the uh, news, uh, yeah, it, it, you know, because I was there each year because I'm judging, um, and they said tens of thousands at one point, I believe. One of the news, one, not this year, um, but because they had a shooting that interrupted, and all the news crews got pulled uh -huh. in um sadly very sadly it was really sad yeah. but the year before the news crews were there to the end and uh one of them reported like tens of thousands it's it's pretty incredible um yeah that i i wouldn't be surprised if it got as high as ten thousand. like it's yeah. packed like and i think there's kind of a uh there's like a mass effect once people start seeing a big crowd they want to go see what the crowd's there for and then it just gets bigger and bigger um, but it's very similar to another one of our favorite contests, which is, uh, the one in Hawaii, which is a completely different vibe altogether. Uh, that one's more about, um, uh, humans surfing with their dogs and dog surfing solo. And we have a lot of really, uh, close friends out there now, just because the surfing community is very different out there. It's very in touch with the water. I actually find it, you know, I'm not a very spiritual person, but I find that one to be more of a spiritual contest. Um, and then the surf dog event series, which is in Huntington beach and Imperial beach. The one we just did last week in IB, uh, is my favorite for the fact that it is run almost exactly like a human contest It is without a doubt, the most clockwork choice surfing competition you go to, whether you're a human or a dog. I mean, they have full on two story pavilion. They have judges from, you know, world surf league and ASP and they have a timer, like a giant clock timer. They have, um, safety people in the water they have a course uh and they have heats and finals and and i mean it's a fantastic event like that is it's pure competition uh and we see our friends there and it's it's, it's a hell of a lot of fun oh how nice so what are some of the perks that abby has gotten from promoters by being such an amazing winner and meddling everywhere <laughs> Abby, Abby gets steak, but I think I've gotten most of the perks. <laughs> okay. So, so we've, we've, been, we've been lucky enough to be sponsored by GoPro, Alaska Air, and INT Surfboards in San Diego. And, you know, INT Surfboards has made her a custom board every year for the last 10 years. Uh, and we have a really fabulous shaper out there named Mikey, who's just a wild man. Um, and GoPro has, has featured her like both on and off the board on uh, some of their stuff. And, you know, we get cameras and support and Alaska air flies us out to Hawaii. So, oh, um, nice. we've been really lucky. Um, we did a film for a foundation called mutual rescue, 
uh, which talks about how rescuing animals actually rescues people as well. They, they rescue you right back. And for the, uh, the film festival where they debuted our, our, our movie, they actually flew us uh, up and back in a private jet. So, oh, nice. I my mom, yeah, I remember my mom saying, boy, you're sure lucky you have this dog. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> so... And nobody, the, the, the irony is nobody remembers me. They always like, oh, Abby's here, and you must be her dad. <laughs> <That's all I'm laughs> nice. So you don't sound like a pushy stage dad because in these competitions, there are some people who uh, are a little, don't, don't look at it as just like a fun aspect for the dog, but kind of look at it like, what promotional aspect can we get out of this? What book deal? What movie deal? Where can we get some money? Um, mm. And you don't seem to be, you're not pushing her for that. Um, no, you know, boy, you went right for it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, 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 I love the water. You know, I've, I've grown up on both coasts. I've always been a waterman, you know, even before I could surf and before I got a dog. And I just, I just love pass, being able to pass that on to, to Abby and, it's great that she's introduced me to a whole new sport. Um, and we, we have started, you know, we started 13 years ago and made dog surfing a little bit more competitive because I was, I was an athlete growing up. And, you know, a lot of people resisted the change because it was more of like a photo op fundraising opportunity with dogs on a beach that sometimes they got wet. Uh, and it's, it's become a real thing now. And that's largely in part uh, thanks to the contest organizers and all the other dog owners that have found this wonderful sport to do with their dog. But like any sport, and I would say, you know, especially with kids or animals, which are like our fur babies, um, you always do have the stage moms uh, or dads. And there's been a weird trend in dog surfing where people are now either hiring or just kind of recruiting um, like surf coaches or, or real hardcore surfers to compete with their dogs in the contest. And that essentially means they're the ones that paddle them out. They're the ones that throw them in the wave and the owner sits on shore and, and, um, you know, they usually do pretty good because they're, they're professional surfers. Uh, safe, safety issues aside, I, I think it's not true to the spirit of the sport. It's very unique in that you have that owner dog bond and no dog really needs to surf so badly. They have to do it without you. Right. Right. Uh, and then from a surfing perspective, from a competitive perspective, most of the surfing is wave selection. And that's, that's on, you know, the owner. And then once you choose the wave, it's getting your dog into the right position and getting them to trust you and, and knowing they have to get into a position to take the wave and ride it. And that's, that's what's the beauty of dog surfing. It's the only dog sport where both the human and dog have to put out, you know, almost 100%, if not more. And you kind of bypass that and you turn it into like, you know, the Westminster Dog Show on Water. If you have a, a person that's just throwing your dog in the wave and, and then you, right. you show up on the podium to collect the trophy. Mm. So thankfully, I think a lot of the contest organizers are, you know, embracing the spirit of dog surfing as a real sport. And we've seen the emergence of, you know, a handler only category, uh, whereas the regular categories are owner, owner launched, owner, owner paddled out. And they really celebrate the dog owner bond there. So I'm thankful that contests are, are, are going in that direction. 
Me too, definitely. And, you know, just for anyone who has never seen it, I do want to specify that, yes, the dogs wear wet, special wetsuits. They wear special, I mean, there's a life preserver in it. Um, you, you just don't throw them on a board with nothing. And Abby has special wetsuit material that was used for the U.S. Navy SEALs. It's a, it's a material that, that the SEALs have used for some of their equipment, uh, I've been told. It's not a rubber-based uh, wait, it's not a petroleum-based rubber. It's a limestone-based rubber um, from from Japan, actually. And it has the property of being just as thin, just as warm, and just as floaty, I guess, at half the thickness of regular neoprene. You know, plus, it's not petroleum-based, so it's not leaking, and it lasts longer. Um, and it's just a really supple material, which is good, because she's a little dog with a little body. And it's easier for her to move around if she's not in, you know, like three, three millimeters of rubber. Uh, so it lets her be nimble because Abby actually has figured out how to steer the board. So she, she kind of moves her legs around and, and this like enables her to do that. Nice. Um, and, and then you were, you modified her surfboard a little bit too. Yes. Um, like I knew nothing about surfboard design either. Uh, and so I learned a lot. Uh, with our sponsor, um, you know, Cody and, and Mikey at INT Surfboards, they, every year we iterated from like, you know, changing the shape of the board, the rails, the curvature of the tail, the nose, and the number of fins and how the fins are set up. And uh, it's, it's, it's been a huge learning process and they've been so patient. <laughs> nice. uh, and they're just, they're a great company. Um, we're, we're so happy that they're our sponsors. <laughs> Absolutely. We're down to the last minute. What is one last thing that you or Abby would like to impress upon everyone? So I think Abby surfing, uh, not for every dog, but I think it, it should be, we hope it's an inspiration to owners that if you tap into your dog's like full potential and help them realize it and focus on this relationship of trust versus training, that they may really surprise you. Like I never imagined Abby could surf and you might find another talent with your dog. If you kind of focus on helping them find that part of themselves and like really like realizing that energy that they have pent up, they're incredibly smart, incredibly athletic animals the, beyond just wanting to please us. You know, they want to have a happy life too. They're, they're very much like surfers in that respect. You know, they just, they just want to go where the positive energy is. And I think if we tap into that, uh, you'll be surprised and, and so will your dog and it'll be good for everybody. Absolutely. Thank you so much for hanging out with me on Mind Body Pause Holistic Living for you and your animals. I'm Charlie Gale. Check out my Ricky Business Energy Healing for People and Pause for in-person or distant healing ses- sessions for people or animals at charliekale.com. You can find past shows there as well as on my page at Empower Radio. And the easiest way to pick a show is to download the Empower radio mobile app for your phone go to podcast link and look for mind body pause the show's also on spotify stitcher tune in iheart apple itunes and google podcast apps thanks again to abby the world's top surfing dog and her daddy michael Wee. find out more about them at abbysurfs.com a-b-b-i-e-s-u-r-f-s.com and thank you brent carey the founder and ceo of empower radio and remy smith in the studio in detroit for both of their love and support take care and remember that no matter what's going on with your animals don't beat yourself up thinking you could have done better because you're doing the best you can they know it and they chose you anyway and they love you for it mind body pause is a guilt-free zone see you next time 
I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.